We are answering your dynasty questions on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going great. Hey, my uh, Steelers are on a two-game winning streak. They're ready to take the league by storm. Look out, Casey, Buffalo, Philly. I mean, here they come. <laughs> How's life with you? It's it's pretty good. You know, yeah, I was thinking about the Steelers today as well. <laughs> we uh, it, it wasn't that long ago we were having conversations suggesting maybe they were the worst team in the league. They're certainly uh, certainly not in that conversation anymore. And I even heard some playoff talk that uh, what are what are the scenarios for the Steelers to sneak into the playoffs? I don't Ooh. I don't think that's going to happen this year, but uh, definitely feels a lot better than it did a few weeks ago up in your area, I'm sure. Absolutely. If they were in the NFC, it might be a conversation. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> is the uh, while while we're on the Steelers topic, is the assumption there that Kenny Pickett is the man moving forward? I mean, yes, from a yes, yes, from yes. a fantasy standpoint, he obviously hasn't hasn't put up good numbers, but uh, of course that doesn't always matter in real life. So he he's the guy, no question. Yes, I mean okay. at least for the next year or so. I mean they will not draft one or you know, address the position in any way. Um, my co-host and I, who do the the drive for Steelers dot com. Used to find it laughable when you know we get questions like when the Steelers pick in the top five, should they take Stroud? I'm like, no, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, neither yeah. is going to happen. They're not. Gonna yeah, neither one. They're, right, right. they're not going to have a top five pick this season. It seems. Right. <clears throat> well, Matt, it is Tuesday. We always talk dynasty transactions on Tuesday, but we're kind of at a weird point in the season. Most leagues have one week uh, left of regular season action. Uh, and, and there's probably a few waiver wire targets to look at, uh, mainly due to those injuries. It was mm-hmm. another another rough week for injuries in the NFL. So certainly stay active on your waiver wire as uh, as the regular season winds down. Uh, a lot of leagues, I know trade deadlines have been a hot topic the past few weeks. Some many leagues still have trade deadlines and others have moved away from that. Uh, but I'm definitely not seeing as many trade questions uh, on Twitter or, or anywhere else. So I, I think trading is certainly slowed down for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, Matt, I thought today would be a good time to take some questions from some of our listeners. I asked for these questions on Twitter. We got some good ones. We used to do this all the time, uh, and it was always uh, it was always good to hear from the people who are checking out the show oh, and supporting so. us. And they always had, had uh, gave us some good things to talk about. That's happened again today. So we're going to try to answer as many of these questions as we can. I like it. Uh, Matt, first question comes from uh, Raul, I believe. I hope hope I didn't butcher that one. Uh, it's at RF underscore burrito uh, on Twitter. He says, what would be your strategy with Javante Williams this offseason? Do we bank on talent and hope he comes back? Or do we trade him once we get some positive news? Uh, Matt, we talked a lot about Javante Williams this year, considering sure. that he hasn't played in uh, in a couple months now, but... Uh, he was definitely a favorite of yours. He was 
honestly struggling before the injury. So I think we have to keep that in mind. And mm-hmm. um, not the that, best offense. That Broncos offense has obviously struggled as well. You look ahead to next year, and there's still going to be, it feels like, a lot of questions. Um, you know, is there going to be a new coaching staff? Uh, I don't think there's going to be a new quarterback. Uh, they're cer- certainly in some cap and, and uh, financial issues with that trade and with uh, with the contract they gave Russell Wilson. So I don't know. What, what are your feelings on Javante Williams right now? And then we'll talk some of the value things. Yeah, it's coincidence that someone asked about him because one of my leagues that I'm kind of out of the race at this point, not that that really matters, but – um, I had gotten offers for Williams and the offer was Deontay Johnson, who I think is somewhat of a buy low now, but is frustrating. A, it looked like probably the 10th first pick in the first round, something like that later, but could end up being the Super Bowl champ and a very early third. And as I often do, I texted you. What do you think of this deal? (laughs) You know, which is a wonderful resource. I wish all of you out there had it. And in a way, I guess you do. Um, My DMs are open. There you go. (laughs) And I thought you had wonderful advice, especially on this player, in that your response was, not bad, but I bet you get more in the offseason. And I think that's exactly right. You know, I mean, right now, it probably isn't a great time to move him. I love the talent. I hate the nature of the injury. I hate that Russell Wilson's going to be their quarterback. So he is a sell for me, but not right this minute. You know, I'd wait. And that's where I am with Javante Williams as well. Um, As you said there, we've already seen kind of the trajectory with Javante Williams starting to gain some value again. We're uh, we're going to talk about new December ADP on tomorrow's show, but uh, just a, a little sneak peek for Williams. He's a fifth rounder in that ADP, but his value was all over the place. He was drafted as high as 16 overall. Um, he was drafted in the third, fourth round range, ends up as a fifth rounder uh, when it averages out. So, I mean, if I can get that second round valuation from uh, in, in, in a trade, I'm mm-hmm. certainly doing that. I did check out the DLF Dynasty Trade Finder. Uh, some several interesting deals with Williams that have all taken place in the past week or so, uh, even up for Derrick Henry, even up for Chris Godwin. Uh, if you've got a team that is a contender and you've held Javante Williams this whole time, I think those are reasonable moves. Yeah. Flipping Williams for a 23 first rounder, I think makes a lot of sense as well. Ultimately, though, I, I do think, and and this is kind of what Raul was suggesting here, I think you're going to get better value for him in the offseason. Wait, wait, even just even just three or four weeks as teams start to get eliminated from the playoffs or if they miss the playoffs, they're immediately looking forward to 2023. And, and it's like all the worries of the current season, including serious injuries and terrible offenses, are, are flushed away. And we have this new perspective that Everything's gonna be better. Yeah, it shouldn't always be that way. We've got we got to remember and really keep the specific situations kind of in mind here. Um, and yeah, Javante Williams is gonna be a player that I look to sell if I uh, if I do have him on my roster, especially if he gets back to that second round range in value. Real quick question for you, and I certainly won't hold you to this. I know you're you know final evaluations or anything close to it. How many? 
incoming rookie running backs would you have over Williams? I'm I'm sure Gibbs and Robinson are easy, but are there five, six, you know, two? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Gibbs, Gibbs, and Bijan Robinson are the easy ones. Um, I think Zach Evans is pretty easy as well, but his okay. situation is uh, is certainly not as clear as it seemed even a couple months ago. Um, you know, we got to wait until and see how many of these players actually come out. We're already starting, you know, we're already starting to see relatively big name quarterbacks enter the transfer portal rather than declare for the draft. Uh, And and I guess they still could declare technically, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're seeing uh, players that were, um, I I can't recall the defender's name, but he's from uh, the Penn state kid up, up your way uh, who was expected to be a top five pick and he's staying in school and uh, yeah, that's uh, or maybe, yeah, maybe that's who I was thinking of. Um, You know, those are NIL related, certainly. So we we talked about this a little bit last year, but the the draft and and the incoming rookie class is just going to be so different because of the changing factors in college football. So um, all that said, I would say at least three. um, And, and, you know, maybe I'll put names on those uh, later when we have more information. I'm not I'm not quite in the range of I would take any first rounder for him, but I would certainly take a top eight pick for him uh, okay, okay. in that range. And it doesn't seem like the receiver class is as good as it's been. That yeah. that's the early feel. Yeah. 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 yeah that's Talk the early feel. Day, but you know, cool. Matt, when we come back, we'll continue to take some questions from our listeners. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain, hundred percent that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs finds the right people for your team faster and for free. Um, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. I wish I had something like this when I was scouting for the Browns. Uh, that's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So here's what you do. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's all one word. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Matt, we got a lot of good questions. We've only answered one so far. We got to speed it up a little bit here. All right. Next question comes <laughs> okay, from. Okay. T- <laughs> we can do it. Next question comes from Tommy. This is this is uh, at FF Tommy B. What themes are you finding in your leagues of teams who have done really well this season from a roster construction perspective? Um, this is a great question, and it and is something right. I definitely want to dive in more on, especially once I, uh, you know, once we actually have some league champions and we can kind of dissect those teams. Uh, I'll I'll definitely be doing that in my specific leagues, and, and it it's kind of a tough question to answer for a lot of reasons. One, I think 
you know, we talk about a full season in in reality, a full even a full season uh, of games of uh, of action is a small sample size, big picture. Right, right. When you're talking roster construction, right? If you're talking individual players, it's a um, it, it's a bit more, you know, more reasonable conversation to have. So, you know, when I look at the the teams that are doing well this season, well, a lot of them have. Patrick Mahomes, a lot of them have Josh Jacobs, a lot of them have Jamal Williams, a lot of them have those veteran wide receivers that that were undervalued in the offseason, Diggs and Adams and Tyreek Hill. Um, so there were there are definitely some themes. I don't know if those are necessarily related to roster construction. So for me, when I think roster construction, I'm I'm still sticking with uh, the the plan and the principles that have worked. I'm building my teams heavily around the wide receiver position. Uh, I I want depth at every position if possible, but especially running back because I know there's going to be running backs that disappoint. I know there's going to be running backs that get injured. Um, so really as many running backs as I can roster, that is going to be my plan in those super flex leagues. I'm pivoting that to the quarterback position where I'm, uh, I'm rostering, uh, and really building around that specific position, not only to have depth and to, to be able to fill those two starter spots every week, uh, but because I know in, in many cases those are the players that carry trade value uh, almost no matter what. Yeah, my answer might be a little more redrafty than, than people want, but there's an obvious overlap, and I think it's it's real easy to be like, well, find the next Josh Jacobs. Well, good luck with that. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, if we knew that, he wouldn't go as late as. Well, he that did. that's going to be the conversation all all off season, of though, right? Is who's this year's Josh Jacobs? We spent all last year trying to find the next Cooper Cup, and right. Um, right, right. you know, some people suggested it was Amon Ross St. Brown, and I guess those people would be closest to close, yeah. to being correct. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have more value on now, though, and you kind of touched on this, though, are the true no-brainer quarterbacks, even in not super flex, and the, quote, aging star receivers. They're just all so safe. I mean, Adams, Diggs, Allen, Mahomes. You know, I, I, I would be more apt to pull the trigger on those guys now than I was before this season. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I do want, as I said, we're going to talk um... – some some new ADP on tomorrow's show, and uh, we'll focus on the quarterbacks. And I think that's a that's a good conversation to have. <clears throat> Next question comes from Aaron. It's at FF Mad Scientist. He says, who are some players to target as stashes for next year on a rebuilding team? I'm eliminated in my main dynasty, traded away some usable assets that have no long-term value like Latavius Murray so that I could get extra picks and stash rookies that I like from waivers like Chig Okonkwo. Uh, sounds like you're off to a great start, first of all. I, yeah, I, that's the right approach. Those are definitely moves to make uh, and, and honestly kind of obvious moves to make. Get those guys like Latavius Murray – Players like that have an expiration date, and that expiration date is coming very, very quickly. Oh, any uh, so, second now. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. If you can get any value for them, uh, that is a good thing to do. As far as specific um, players to stash, uh, I've got a few names here, Matt. I'll, I'll okay. rattle them off. You can tell if, me. If you don't, real, real quick. Sure. Uh, I'm glad he mentioned Okwangwu, whose name I destroy. I'm sorry. But uh, about three or four weeks ago, I picked him up in every one of my leagues. He's a perfect yeah. example. Yeah. And everyone yeah. knows I like the hot young tight end. 
<laughs> you had to had to get that joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we could definitely see Austin Hooper gone from that team yeah, yeah. Uh, this offseason. Um, have to check on his contract, uh, but he he could be gone regardless of his deal, and uh, Okonkwo would would potentially be able to step right in. Uh, I will say most of these players are just almost all of them. In fact, are rookies that we haven't seen enough of yet. Um, that I do think there's still some hope for, uh, quarterbacks, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, sure. both fit into that category. They're, they're almost certainly rostered in your super flex leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would consider taking a shot on those in, even in one quarterback leagues. So. And the obstacles in front of them aren't that great. Right. We, you know. we could see, it sounds like we could see. Desmond Ritter soon, uh, hopefully for Atlanta. They're on by this coming week, but maybe, uh, maybe the week after. Jordan Love was the other uh, stash ah, I had here, Absolutely. and uh, another probably pretty obvious one uh, there in Green Bay. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, running backs: Pierre Strong, Zamir White, Keontae Ingram. As I said, some rookies that we haven't seen yeah. enough of. I'm probably most interested. Fourth round rookie picks that haven't quite seen the the field yet. You know. Right. Probably most interested still in Zamir White. He was a guy I liked uh, and honestly thought he could have a role this season. That hasn't really played out, but I still uh, still have some hope for him uh, in 2023 and beyond. And Naheem Hines is the other guy. You know, that got hmm. traded to Buffalo, hasn't really been used much. I, I think, um, you know, I think we could see him increase his value still. And, and he definitely has been dropped in some dynasty leagues. Yeah, I- Cook's emergence hasn't helped him. It kind of dawned on me as I kind of talked about Ingram and a couple of those guys. Maybe a good move is go back to your rookie draft and find the guys that have been cut. I mean, is one year enough to say, I I don't know that he can play? You know, I mean, some of those guys might be really worth your time. Absolutely. And and we, yeah, you don't want to blindly do that necessarily and just grab anybody and everybody, but you're right. That is a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, that's basically what I've done at wide receiver because three more rookies, Calvin Austin, your guy up there in Pittsburgh, he's he's missed the entire season. John Mechie has missed the entire season. I have not heard a uh, status or a health update on him. Certainly we are uh, hoping and praying for the best for him. Um, Hopefully we'll get some news on that, and hopefully it is good news for John Mechie. Uh, and Khalil Shakir, we've seen some flashes from him in Buffalo. Uh, hopefully get to see some more. Tight ends, Okonkwo, we've already mentioned. Jake Ferguson I like. I believe Dalton Schultz is on a uh, on a tag. So uh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see what Dallas does there. And we have gotten to see from Trey, uh, some from Trey McBride. Hasn't been great. Has not been great filling in for Zach Ertz. Uh, but like him, and he was he was the tight end one in that class for a reason. Uh, two more names I'll throw at a tight end are uh, Mitchell in Detroit. I mean, they're, I think they like him enough that that's yep. part of the Hawkinson move. I mean, it's a little bit deeper. And um, the big dude in Indy that is a great tester. Yeah, Jelani Woods. Yeah, yeah, he flashes. Yeah, if Woods is still on your waiver wire after his big game a mm-hmm. uh, week before last, then uh, yeah, go ahead and grab him for sure. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up a couple more listener questions. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that I'm sure you'll love. Um, Find the the podcast Block Forever now wherever you get your podcasts. So um, Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and from Audible, of course. Khalil takes the, the conversation about football to the next level. I mean, he talks about some really cool insider stuff 
through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities that have been around the game all time, really. I mean, he sits down with star players, coaches, former pros. He gets a, a, a real dirt about what's happens on the field and behind the scenes, locker rooms, team meetings, back at the hotel, travel, all that good stuff. Ryan and guests discuss topics like, you know, players' psyches, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, how to deal with a combative teammate. Uh, nothing is out of bounds on on this podcast. So it's available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcast. Catch the full Block Forever series available anywhere you get your podcast, available, available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. All right, Matt, let's finish up here. We do have a couple other good questions. Jacob uh, at Jacob deal underscore film says, what do we do about tight ends next year? This is kind of a, uh, it's a broad question. It's a tough question because it has been, it's been so bad, so bad this year. Uh, I mean, obviously you've got Andrews and Kelsey at the top. Uh, Even some of the other players who have performed well, we've seen suffer injuries like Dallas Goddard. And certainly players have flashed. I mean, uh, Hawkinson has had some good games. Your guy in Pittsburgh, Pat Fryermuth, has had a string of good games. Dalton Schultz. Um, but it, it, just that consistent production has been tough. Uh, Njoku, Darren Waller, other guys, Kittle, who have who have dealt with injuries, and that has hurt their value, obviously hurt their production. If you're going into 2023, let's say you don't have – Andrews, Kelsey, or even Kyle Pitts. We'll throw him into the, into the conversation uh, because he certainly still has some serious value. So you don't have one of those three guys. Is your plan to try to identify who's next, right? Who makes that, that uh, leap? Or is it to just to try to get one of those guys? Well, I'm pretty sure that I am going to target Pitts heavily this offseason. I mean, I think this is his stock can't go lower and just bet on talent. So that one is kind of a side note. I often make the jokes. I love to collect, you know, hot young tight ends. And that's been a weakness of mine for Dynasty. I'll have six tight ends on my roster and none of them are playable, you know. But I think that might be the approach now, though, is let's just get a bunch of them and hope any of them hit. I mean, it's that desperate. Yeah. It, it, and yeah, desperate is the right word. And yeah. I have seen, I wanted to ask you about this. This is a, a little bit of a cop out on the question, but I, I've seen many suggesting that dynasty league should consider using uh, a, a basically a wide, a wide receiver slash tight end spot, essentially not requiring mm. a tight end, allowing, Allowing a tight end, but not requiring. What are your thoughts on on that from a league commission standpoint? I don't like it. You don't? No. I mean, I get it, but nobody would use a tight end. And Kelsey's value would drop tremendously. And I know it's hard and it's lean, but I would prefer to remedy that with, you know, point and a half PPR for tight end or something like that as opposed to, boy, I don't need to get one at all because receivers are so plentiful. I mean, I can find a million receivers. I'd start over the tight end 12. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I think I'm probably with you there, but man, it really is. It's, it's frustrating to, uh, to deal with and to, to find that production again, if you've got Kelsey, if you've got Andrews, um, then, then you're feeling great. But even guys like Kittle and, and Waller that we thought were safe. Yeah. They, they have not 
have not delivered this year for sure. That is going to do it for today's show. Thanks for listening. Uh, Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.